yeah, and we really struggle with that. Like, it's really important to us that men engage with us and like come yeah. to our events and come and support these women and like. But stay out the lineup. <laughs> <laughs> no, bitch, you missed the point. I thought that's what you said verbatim. <laughs> that's gonna be the one soundbite that's taken out of that's this the episode. <laughs> Back to the studio. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the UK Surf Show. We are your hosts. I'm Pete. And I'm Mitch. And we're back, baby. We're back. <laughs> we're back. We took we a back. we took a long needed rest. Definitely. It was it was welcome, you know. Not gonna lie, we've both got some stuff going on, so it was definitely needed over yep. the uh, festive period. <laughs> yeah. The uh, primary gifting period of the year. Yeah. Um, but here we are. Here, here we, we are. are. Here we are back and we're with Shaka Surf Women. Yeah. And um, there's actually, this was a fun episode, but there's there's a lot in here as well. And as, as you'll testify to more than me, we get asked about this a lot, don't we? We yes. get asked about women and surfing and, yep. and, and you know, perceptions and that sort of stuff. As yeah. a show, yeah. we get asked about it quite a lot. And it, it can be quite um, treacherous, is that the word? It, it can be a bit of a minefield yeah. Yeah. as a man to, to answer yeah. Some questions, or even engage in a conversation without just coming across as because you're even engaging as sexist, misogynistic, and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, it was nice that we were able to to have these kind of conversations. Yeah, and we got to go surfing with her afterwards down the worst hill that you've got to carry a longboard back up on the planet. It was like proper um, Game of Thrones, uh, <laughs> you know, picturesque, that sort of backdrop. Yeah. It was insane, to be fair. Yeah. But, um, yeah. And uh, I didn't ask her if this was the Harry Potter beach where she almost kicked my head in, because it's not. The Harry Potter beach is the one where she actually surfs at all the time. So, uh, anyway, <laughs> oh, <laughs> regardless a, of that. There's actually a Harry Potter beach. There is there? a Harry Potter beach <laughs> where Dobby's buried. Don't you know anything about Harry Potter? God, you haven't lived. Anyway, on with the episode. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah. check back afterwards and hear our thoughts on the episode. So, uh, yeah, here we go. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm Laura. Um, I'm, I run Shaka Surf, which is a women's surf school based in Pembrokeshire. And I run that with my business partner, Holly, who sadly couldn't be here today. Um, and I really wish she could have because she's definitely the interesting one of the two of us, <laughs> the, the fun one. And uh, yeah, Holly actually started the surf school back in June of last year, 2022. Um, so we're just over a year old, actually. And um, she ran her first session that summer. And um, the school just kind of took off from there. We kind of okay. realized loads of women were really wanting to try surfing and maybe had been like watching surfing from the outside and not feeling like they could kind of participate. And yeah, then right. Holly kind of, I guess she recognized that. I mean, I, I didn't know there was a huge need for it, but she recognized that and thought, oh, maybe if I can, you know, make a women's surf group, uh, then more women will kind of like feel welcome and come in and, and get involved. Um, so I just kind of started helping her out with the lessons and then we started running it from there. Cause we, okay. we so worked really well together. I so. was going to say, cause you haven't got a Welsh accent. No. So <laughs> yeah. Obviously, obviously you're I mean, Canadian. I can <laughs> obviously, <laughs> clearly <laughs> Canadian. This is the, the conversation we had before, but yeah. So clearly, like, what is it? Scottish? I wish guys, <laughs> I really wish I could say I'm Canadian, but no, unfortunately I am American. Yeah. From California originally. So did you yeah. start surfing in California? I did. Yeah. I learned when I was eight. So, um, and whereabouts did you learn? So San Francisco. Yeah. I, well, I'm sorry. I'm from San Francisco area. 
uh, but where I learned to surf was Santa Cruz. Have you guys uh, okay. have you guys been? Have you I've spent any time? I have been in the surf in uh, San Diego, as it's pronounced. San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> but I wasn't a surfer at the time. I was just there with Fair the enough. army before I went to Afghan. Oh, right, okay. And we just typically got absolutely smashed one night. And uh, <laughs> about two o'clock in the morning, thought we'd just go jump in the sea, not aware that it was full of tiger sharks. Uh, <laughs> so, so is that the first time you ever went surfing was... Two well, in the morning in Yeah, Sydney. I guess so. I yeah. wasn't really surfing, but it was just being stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I've been there. It was a great yeah. experience. Yeah, it's great. I mean, yeah, so Santa Cruz is further north than mm-hmm. San Diego. It's like kind of like the start of central California, yeah. I guess. There's like a debate over whether it's central or northern California. But um yeah, it's it's a really different scene than, than Wales. <laughs> yeah, it is yeah. it's kinda of close to Mavericks, like an hour away from Mavericks, yeah. but um totally different from san diego area like san francisco is like really it's cold that's one thing people don't realize they're like oh why are you isn't it so cold in wales compared to california and i'm like actually you would be surprised okay yeah because you'll get up uh, towards like oregon then and stuff like that yeah yeah it's like freezing up there yeah. yeah But um, but yeah, the I mean, I guess you said you weren't surfing at the time that you were there. No. But the culture is really different, like from California to. Oh, that surprises to me. To Wales, <laughs> does it? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I Much mean, the, more tense the, here, I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> no, definitely the opposite. Yeah. Um, I mean, the culture as a whole obviously is different in America to the UK, but the surf culture particularly, I found it really interesting surfing here and then comparing it to back home because. It's really like Santa Cruz is really heavily localized. You mm-hmm. get a lot of like old guys who have like grown up surfing there yeah. and they've like, you know, been there for their whole lives and they kind of feel like they like own the breaks, you know, and then you kind of try and break into that. And it's, it's like a, it's kind of protective, I guess is the word. Like it's the only place I've been welcomed to a surf break. I was surfing at, um, okay. at Steamer Lane which is like a notoriously localized, like really, really good wave, but really localized. And um, I was paddling out and some old guy paddled alongside me and he was like, I forget what he said. It was something like, oh, you you look like you can paddle and you kind of know what you're doing. So welcome to Steamer Lane. And I was like, thank you. I was like, (laughs) I've never been somewhere where someone felt like they (laughs) needed to like welcome you. Steamer Lane was notorious for like, like, gang fights and everything in the water wasn't it you know like yeah like, i think there was a documentary on it how it's like people were like literally surfing with like knives and weapons oh, in the right. like yeah. 80s 70s 80s oh, something yeah, like totally. that yeah yeah, yeah wow. proper like okay localism at the next level <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah which is exactly what you don't find in wales at least i mean i'm sure there are places that are crowded and there are places that are like localized but at least in pembrokeshire where we live mm. it's it seems to me to anyway to be like a really really friendly place but yeah people do bring knives out and they like i haven't heard of knife fights in the water but they cut people's leashes so yeah. then when they lose you, their board it goes into the rocks or so or i whatever. presume the only person in the lineup in pembrokeshire <laughs> that's bringing localism is you yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm there patrolling people? the brakes <laughs> <laughs> oh you look like you can paddle <laughs> yeah well you feel like a you would feel like a real idiot being a you know, trying to be localized with an American accent in the, in the <laughs> water. Well, that's funny. <laughs> I mean, actually, I probably, I'm not going to use this example because, uh, no, I'm not. We'll just move on. <laughs> because, <laughs> I'm no, dying it's, it's, to know I can now. maybe generally speak about it, but it's yeah. about, you know, people in the, their spots where they are, oh, this is my spot and all that crap that goes yeah, with yeah. it. But 
suddenly I'm hearing about them traveling around the world and they're getting annoyed because people are giving them grief because they're not local. And I'm like, well, hold on a minute. You're mm. the most local bell end of everybody. <laughs> And uh, you're getting annoyed because people are doing the exact same thing you do elsewhere. And I I see these examples all the time. I've seen it this week as well. Um, Oh, what, surfing in Wales? You've, like, since you guys have been... I've just had some... those examples. I'm not going to name anything. Right, right, right. Okay. No. Well, <laughs> name and <for> shame. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah it's no, sad to see enough. it. And um, so that transition. Well, actually, where would you prefer to surf if you had a choice now of going Ooh. down there or back to San Diego? Mm, that's a very good question. It means Wales vagina. <laughs> what? San Diego. It means Wales vagina. <laughs> what? <laughs> you it. get it. I wish I. <laughs> what are you on about? <laughs> you, know, you don't get that reference. Well, no. What are you on about? Doesn't matter. <laughs> San Diego. That's its literal transi- translation. Oh. That's. Uh, I wish I had come out with that fact. That's a good little bit of local knowledge. Yeah. yeah from <laughs> also, completely from? false information <laughs> as well. Not a film's documentary. <laughs> anyway. <Spreading> misinformation. <laughs> um, yeah. Which would I prefer? I. It's a really good. Um, that's a really good question, Mitch. Me too. <laughs> That's one good question for you. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, what you do have in California is sun, mm. which is a real novelty here. Yeah. And you have consistency. So you can surf there like, you know, most days of okay. the year and there's something surfable. Whereas here, you know, you get a lot of days where it's just like too blown out and windy or the weather's crap and you can't like motivate yourself to go out. So I don't know. I don't think I'd have a preference necessarily, but the one thing I really love about surfing in Pembrokeshire is you have a lot of days where it's you and just like five of your mates in the water and you know, everyone out there and you paddle out and it's like, Hey, how's it going? It's like a really friendly atmosphere and familiar faces, which you, you can get in California as well. But I think it's, it's just really crowded. Like there's just a lot of people. I can't even imagine. I mean, hearing people speak about it, I can't quite in my head picture how crowded them sort of yeah, spots yeah. actually are compared to. Yeah. <laughs> well, you see like the kook yeah. slam videos and stuff yeah, yeah. of like people, like 10 people on a wave. And it's not like that everywhere. Obviously it's like, you can get away from the crowds if you want to, okay. but you just got to like search around a little bit. And So how long, yeah. how, how old were you when you came to Wales or how long ago did you come to Wales? Yeah, I came when I was 17 for the first time. So for the actually, <laughs> yes, I was like for the surf and the weather. That's why I'm going to go to Wales. <laughs> no, it's um, actually, it's kind of a crazy story. So I basically left home when I was 17 and just started traveling. And the first place I went was Barcelona because I had some friends who were living out there. So I went and stayed with them for like a month. And because I was 17, I had like never taken public transport or like really <laughs> like traveled yeah. at all on my own. Yeah. So I was in Barcelona and I was trying to go on a day trip to this village that's just south of there called, I think it's called Sitges. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but I was in the Barcelona train station and I could not figure out how to use the ticket kiosk. It wasn't like letting me buy a ticket to this town. So I was like, well... I'm here, I'm going to just pick another place. And I just scrolled through the list of different destinations and picked a a town called Tarragona, just like on a whim. So I got on the train, made it to Tarragona. I was just exploring, walking along like a seaside path. And I came across this couple in a van who obviously was like traveling around and living in their van. And I was like, that is so cool. I've always wanted to do that. I always wanted to live in a van, you know, ambitious young person that I am. (laughs) So I was like, I should go and talk to them. And I did. I walked up and I was like, hola. And they were like, 
we don't speak Spanish. We're like, we, we speak English. And it turns out that they're from this tiny little village in Pembrokeshire called ah, St. Ishmael's. Yeah. So it, it, there is a reason for the story. <laughs> and uh, we talked for maybe like half hour, 45 minutes, not very long at all. And um, they were basically like, well, we run this bed and breakfast in Wales. And if you ever want to come and stay with us for a summer, you can come and like work for us and stay at our bed and breakfast. Cool. So I was just kind of like at a phase of life where I could say yes to that sort of thing. Yeah. So the next summer I did come out and I stayed with them. And then while I was there for the summer, I ended up meeting my now husband who lived out there. And um, yeah, and we just kind of traveled back and forth then for like the past five years. And it's only been in the last year and a half that I've actually settled here permanently. Okay. So totally on a whim, I ended up in Wales. <laughs> That's how these That's things tend to go though, isn't it? Yeah. Just chance. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. And yeah. how did you find that transition? Like you coming to Wales mm. from, you know, San Diego. San Diego. So, yeah, you're right. we're going to have to watch some movies. Now, I'm not going to tell you because it's going to kill them. I know, I, I know you've said it before as well, and I know you've told me what it's from, and I just cannot remember. See, this is what I'm working with. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. you? <laughs> and how was that coming from you? You're coming from such a big, bustling, busy yeah. place to, I guess, what was quite rural and quiet. It is really rural and quiet. I mean, Pembrokeshire especially, like you are, you feel like you're kind of out in the sticks a little bit, which I like actually. Mm -hmm. um, but I think, I mean, the transition was pretty gradual because I was like coming here for the summers and then I would like leave all winter and like go traveling or I'd go back to California okay. or whatever. So I used to say like I'd come to Wales for like the rain, you know, like I'd, <laughs> yeah. for the summer. Yeah. yeah, I'd get my like winter yeah. in <laughs> and then I would go out and, and travel somewhere like warm and with good waves and stuff. Um, so it was like, yeah, it was five years of like back and forth. So by the time I moved here, I kind of like had a community and, and things here, which made it the transition a lot easier. But yeah, I mean, people ask me all the time, like, why would you choose Wales <laughs> over California? And sometimes I'm like, like this past summer, I was like, good question. I I'm wondering that myself, but it's been awful. It's been the worst summer. Yeah. <laughs> it really has. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. I think everyone has this idea of what California is like. It's this like beautiful, sunny, like magical place. And it's lovely. But when you're choosing a place to live, you know, like you think about like healthcare and like yeah. cost I mean, of I was education. Like and how much you think it costs to get an ambulance in like America. And oh, it's like, yeah. don't you just ring an ambulance? Like you do. Like four and a half yeah, thousand no. dollars just no. to call an ambulance out. Does it? How, yeah, uh, yeah. Did you not see it? No. It was like, how much do you think, right, so if you need an inhaler for asthma, how much do you think an inhaler costs you? <laughs> hundred quid? Three hundred dollars. What? It's, yeah. it's ridiculous. It's like wild. That. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so that's like alone is like a good enough reason really to live here. Yeah. But like, Having yeah. a baby's like 10 grand. Do you know what? This is crazy, actually. When you go and have a baby, that you get like the breakdown of the costs of everything that associated with your visit to the hospital. Yeah. And obviously, if you have health insurance, it's paid for. But there's something called skin to skin contact, which is basically yeah. like holding your child. You have to pay no. extra to you hold your child <laughs> for the nurse. And can you take, say no to that one? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm actually just put it in the basket. I'll carry it. Home. I don't need to touch it. That's mental. <laughs> Problem is, I mean, it's again, wild. this is a, this is the other podcast. But you yeah. have a healthcare system that relies on everyone being ill. 
yeah, to fund yeah, yeah. the healthcare system as opposed to having a healthcare system which relies on everyone being healthy yeah. to function and save money. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's for the this would be wild healthcare if this just, podcast. If this just turned into a full <laughs> yeah. rant about the Can I just American say something semi-sensible. <laughs> no, don't like it. You didn't get good questions. So <laughs> no, it wasn't a question. No, it was a no, statement. No, no, it wasn't even a good statement. <laughs> so how did how did then you end up living in Wales to starting up a surf school and a women's surf school yeah so um holly like i said holly started it um in june and we met actually on our surf instructor course together and then did a season of lifeguarding together that was like my first job when i moved out to the uk um so we had only known each other i think like a couple months maybe when we decided to like become business partners and like do this thing together but yeah i mean maybe it was stupid i don't know but it's gone (laughs) really well and maybe that's luck um but like we just work really well together and and we've been really lucky in that sense. But um, so you're like the Mitch of the partnership, where you just turned up and <laughs> just turn up halfway through. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Do All the yeah. hard work's done. Holly's been trying to get rid of me for 18 months now. No. <laughs> <laughs> and for clarity as well, I don't know what the reason was, but Holly's not here because yeah. probably she's surfing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what she'd be uh, surfing today, to be fair. But no, she's on holiday, sadly. Otherwise, she'd, ah, been, uh, okay. she'd have loved to make it. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so really, I think she started the school to meet other women who surf because she yeah. realized, like, there's just really not a strong community of female surfers around. She was, like, really sick of being the only woman in the water all the time, which I think if you talk to female surfers, it's, like, a very, very common experience. Mm-hmm. You, like, just kind of get used to being the only woman. Um, and so when she started it, I think she thought it would be more like intermediate kind of level and advanced and like people going out and surfing together. And it turned out that the women who were joining in on the sessions, which were just like a weekly one and a half hour yeah. surf session, were like all beginner surfers or people who have like never tried it or like maybe their boyfriend tried to teach them how to surf and yeah. then just like left them in the white water and <laughs> went out surfing, like had a bad experience. It's like a whole range. But basically they were just like... Oh, I never would have like felt comfortable enough to do this if there wasn't like a a group designed specifically for women. And I have to say like, because I grew up surfing since I was eight, I didn't even know that that was like something Mm. that a lot of women were feeling. I I just didn't really think that hard about like, well, why aren't there more women in the water? But since starting the school, you've realized that there's just like all kinds of, you know, barriers really that, that kind of keep women out. Okay. Um, Do you, do you find, cause I, I, this is we were talking about earlier and we said earlier yeah. and we'll get into it more um and it's good to have someone with a, a different opinion or a different view and know different stuff about it because just two blokes mm. talking about it is we can give our opinions of going well we, i i did i never had that i never had a school of people to start me with i, yeah, I went yeah. out with a couple of friends and we we're like should we try surfing or just get in the water and do it which sounds very similar to what you did over which is more normal in the states, it was just like go yeah, out and do it. Friends taught me. Yeah, fr- your friend go yeah. out with your friends and do it. So why why do you think there's that difference in the UK to the states where like it's just natural you just go and do it mm. and do it with your friends? To over here, there's like barriers. Why have you seen why that yeah. is? Or? Oh, interesting. So like comparing America kind of like to the UK. Yeah, because like, as you said, yeah. like when you got here, you were like, I didn't even know that was a thing. I just went out with my friends. And yeah, surfed. yeah. Like, why aren't you doing the same thing? Yeah. I mean, I have to say it's the same in America. So like lineups in, in California are like still super male dominated. Mm-hmm. So I think those same barriers like do exist in yeah. in the States and here. Okay. But I mean, I think there's 
I'm, I'm kind of like hesitant to chalk it all up to gender because I think that there are things that keep people out of the surfing community, like in general, like whether you're a man or a woman and there's like the obvious, like physical barriers of like, well, who gets to live by the coast? Like, you Mm. know, wealthy people. That's for one thing. And then who has like access to surf lessons again, probably like wealthy people. And then there's like the, um, psychological barriers, which are the ones that I find really interesting. So like, I think because of the nature of surfing and like the fact that waves are like scarce and like kind of like a limited resource, you could almost say, I think that surfers are quite protective of their waves and of their lineups Mm -hmm. and of their culture. And so it does kind of come across as like not being the most welcoming sport, just like in general to anyone. And I guess maybe I felt that a little bit in California, but when you're eight years old, you're just like doing your thing and you're not really paying that close attention. Um, I think that that, what you just said there, that one part may have been the main difference, like starting young, yeah because it's difficult so. to start anything new as an adult isn't it? it's yeah, totally. terrifying like oh if like, i learned now yeah i, I went <laughs> to do something the other day that i've never done before and went to like a new club and i was like uh, luckily i knew someone there because otherwise it'd have been like that you know at the back. <laughs> Hello. like yeah. And yeah, it is totally. terrifying and i think i think the thing where it gets confusing is that a lot of a lot of men feel like they're being attacked not not attacked like like blamed for everything and it's like it's really difficult it's really difficult to explain without sounding like a complete dick about it but it's like personally it's like there's loads of women's clubs and like from conversations that I've had before if you're running a women's only club I can see the advantage for, for the start of it but I think as it moves forward, it should be mixed because when you finally go out into the water on your own with people, it's going to be mixed out there anyway. Yeah. So, like, what's your thought process on, like, it's, I just feel it's no, really I think, difficult I think I know to explain. What you're tra- it's hard no, um, to, yeah. I guess it's hard as a, as a man to try and even be involved in a conversation because you don't want to sound sexist, but you want to share your yeah. opinion and obviously your experience as well. And, yeah, I think what Pete's saying is that you know, in any group, obviously we should be trying to welcome everyone, but clearly that's not how the world works. So we have to have workarounds mm-hmm. and ways to make it inclusive for people. Mm-hmm. And I guess in a roundabout way, what I'm badly saying is that you're kind of setting up a group which yeah. is exclusive yeah, yeah. and excluding what would be men if we're using the gender yeah. uh, example to allow women to have a comfortable safe to surf, but then go surf in the lineups, as you know, that are probably male dominated. So yeah, totally. th- at the point you kind of, I guess, at least in my head, I think where's the crossover? When does it become a mixed yeah, thing? Yeah. So it doesn't become a problem. It doesn't have to become a topic of even, this isn't a thing anymore, which is obviously the ultimate goal, isn't it? Yeah, it's just yeah. A, well, what, the only thing stopping you learning to surf is you. Yeah. There's no one else, no other barriers in the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, first of all, Pete, Mitch, good question, both of oh, you. Oh, well, I'm still one up. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, this is something I think about like so much is like, how do you get women to not only like feel comfortable surfing with other women, but just to feel comfortable surfing in general? Mm-hmm. And like, I think, 
Well, first of all, so we were talking about like, there's all these barriers to anyone getting into surfing. Yeah. And then I think where it becomes specific to women is like, there's just this one extra layer, which is that it's a male dominated sport. So then like, it's already quite exclusive sometimes, like it comes across as being kind yeah. of intimidating. And then you add on the fact that like, you don't really see anyone who looks like you in the lineup. So it maybe just doesn't even cross your mind that mm. it could be for you. I mean, I think that's the experience yeah. a lot of women have. Um, but yeah, you know, someone who talks really like really eloquently about this is Sally McGee who runs Yonder. I don't know if you've yeah, had her yeah, on the show her before. Yeah. Yeah. So she's, um, she's been doing this for a lot longer than we have. And uh, she runs yeah, Yonder, which is a women's surf school up in the yeah. Northeast. And one of the really important, like one of the things that they really focus on is like integration. So like mm -hmm. you're not only teaching women to surf with women, you're then integrating them like into the yeah, wider right. surfing community. Yeah. And so we're like very inspired by her in that way because it's something we find really important too so what we kind of try and do you know a lot of surf schools will take people out on kind of like the like um tourist like have your one-off surfing experience yeah, kind yeah. of session yeah. and the the focus is like get them to their feet get them to stand up you know then they've like surfed they can like take it off their bucket list or yeah, whatever yeah. and i think what we're trying to do is like is really equip women with knowledge and confidence so that they can go out and surf independently. So if that is like a real focus for us. We're like, we are going to teach you about etiquette. We are going to teach you about how to handle your board so that you're not like a hazard in the surf. We are going to teach you about like, how do you read a surf forecast and like where the local spots are. And then also just like how to conduct yourself in the surf. Because a lot of women say like when they paddle out into the lineup, they're like really intimidated because no one's talking to each other. And I'm always like, people are just focused. Like it's, yeah. there is some hostility, but a lot of it is like yeah. perceived hostility. And really people are just like focusing on the surf. They're thinking about themselves. They're not even thinking about yeah. you. Yeah. So if you paddle out and you kind of go, Hey, how's it going? You know, talk to people and, and smile and be friendly. I think that goes a long that's way. A, that's a really yeah. good point, actually. Perceived focus, that we said. Perceived perceived hostility. hostility. Like, yeah, because yeah, that's right. And, I, and the thing is, as well, is that I say that's though, the same. And people don't answer me. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just good. They're like, oh, it's that, this, I've never actually thought about it like that, but that's the same feeling for everyone because ultimately totally, those, yeah. those spots. I'll paddle out as a man. It's not even sports. Most sports, and if it's a super busy day, yeah. I feel intimidated by the lineup. Yeah, it's not yeah. because I know that's a guy or that's a girl or whatever. Yeah, it's just yeah. because it's busy. Yeah. There's a lot of people there. I'm yeah. on an expensive bit of equipment. I don't <laughs> want to damage it. I yeah. don't want to ruin someone else's wave, and I want to have yeah. the best time myself. But you like built that up. Primeval sort of like you know, <laughs> like you know, like deep in you, you're going into a different path yeah, already. And totally. if that's like you're feeling after, yeah. like if it's built in from like. So, you know, if, if you mean, think, if you yeah. were able to remove what are all the the self-induced or, or mental pressures, mm. what do you think we would be left with? What are the real problems that you think are stopping mm. women specifically going out in the lineups? Yeah, really good question. I mean, one of the things that I... Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah! I feel like... 4-1. 3 3-1. That was a good question, but I don't want to just hand them out like candy, you know? I want, I want you guys to earn it. Oh, I'm to... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no that, is, that is a good question. I think... Uh, I mean, one of the things that would remove the psychological barrier and one of the things that we're trying to do, like, with our podcast, the Ocean Women podcast, and, like, our Instagram is, like, having women represented in surf culture and in surf media mm -hmm. because if you see something that looks like you you feel like it might be something that's for you so that's like one thing i think would be important um i guess 
I mean, this maybe sounds kind of self-serving because I run a a surf school, (laughs) (laughs) but if you think about it, like how do people get into surfing? Like either you're lucky enough to have a friend Mm. or family member who surfs, who's going to then show you the ropes or you are lucky enough to have a friend or family member who can pay for surf lessons for you, which are really, really expensive for most schools or you're going to go out and you're going to wing it and you're going to try it on your own and probably be a hazard to other people and, you know, take a really long time to learn because it's like trial and error and feel like you're in the way. And like that is really intimidating. So either we like only allow people to surf who have friends who surf mm-hmm. or we like change the structure of surf schools so that you're actually educating people and empowering them to then like go out and surf on their own, Yeah, which I think is kind of like the role that we feel like we're taking on with with shaka surf is like yeah. it's more of like the the knowledge yeah, as well yeah, as yeah. just like here's how you do your pop-up and here's how you like stand on a board it's like also like here's how you choose the route that you take to paddle out back and like here's yeah. you know all Root, that kind of that stuff Root. <laughs> Root, <really>. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> the, the route you take to <laughs> yeah exactly that, yeah I, I get that that's all like the the thing is like I said, like going to a club when you're old is intimidating anyway. And I like going. Yeah, if you're totally. A, I, I can't think of anything that's reversed off the top of my head, but it'd be like, it. it it's going to sound really sexist and like the way <laughs> I say it. But if I was going to like a, a cheerleading group, which you'd presume was all yes. females and I was a man and going, I want to be a cheerleader. And I'd be like, but. I don't want to go into the group of women and just go, hey, I want to be a cheerleader. I, yeah. I know that's not a good example, but I can't think of anything of like... Well, but Pete, the, you can be a yeah. cheerleader. Yes, Pete, you Nothing can be a cheerleader. You. you can be a cheerleader. <laughs> or if you're lucky enough like me, just have a parent who didn't want you there, so they just pay for you to hire a bodyboard when you were a kid and go and sit in the pub for two hours. The answer is the answer's neglect, guys. We just yeah. need to be neglecting neglect. our children. Neglect as a child or... Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's funny it's, you say that. I actually always use the same exact, well, similar example, which I also feel is imperfect. But like, if you guys really wanted to get into ballet, like yeah, that's the one yeah. I always use. It's like, you might feel more comfortable in a group of blokes who do ballet. And actually, I have a friend who teaches um, yoga. And she said one of her most popular classes is a men's yoga class. And none of those men would be going to the, mm, her normal yeah. classes because they don't want to be like that one weird guy yeah, in I the think, back of yeah, a group of women. Every, every male that I know that goes to yoga goes with their partner. And they're like, yeah, oh, we're going yeah. together to mm. yoga. I don't, and I a don't lot know of a women, single, yeah. it's the same with surfing. They're like, Do I'll go with my boyfriend. also interesting, just for a, a, maybe a point of balance here. Yeah. And maybe I'm getting close to the line. I don't know. Um, go on. But you know, I, this is I can a safe totally, space, yeah. <laughs> well, in this room, it is not on these heels people <laughs> yes. listening through. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I can totally, I totally understand. I totally get it. Like how it can be intimidating mm. paddling out for women like when it's just full of men, mm. um, and you're just one woman paddling out yourself. Yeah. But do you know how intimidating it is for a guy surrounded by loads of women? Like, I don't know if you've ever been out and there's yeah, like of a, course it goes a hen, both ways, a hen party it? out and you're just one dude. It's the most terrifying yeah. experience ever. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, maybe, maybe that's the answer, paddle out in groups. Paddle out in groups, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not safety in numbers. Well, yeah. this is kind of part of what we do, actually. Is yeah. like you're going with a whole group of women and it's a super supportive environment. And like I have to say, if you have ever surfed with a group of women... 
compared to being the only woman in a lineup like it's a completely different experience mm. like people are cheering each other on there's like so much like energy there's party waves like no one's getting aggy at anyone no one is like you know putting anyone down not that i see that all the time with yeah. men but like it is a really really supportive environment which for any getting into any sport or any activity is like a really important you know to have people you feel like are like encouraging yeah, yeah, you yeah. But another thing I've actually noticed is it's just popped into my head. Um, a lot of women are really uncomfortable in wetsuits. That's another thing. So, I mean, the body image thing is, is massive. Because yeah. I know, I know uh, well, we had one message just the other day asking about wetsuits for females. She said um, she's shorter, big chested, mm. and finds it difficult to find a wetsuit to fit her. Mm. And yeah. another one that's, I think she described herself as a potato or something like that, and, <laughs> and said she couldn't find a, a wetsuit Aww, that fits yeah. her. From, and I said, "Have you tried these?" And she said, "Went through all the brands." And she was like, "I've tried all the brands." And I mm-hmm. said, to her, "Well, the the only thing I can think of for you is somewhere like I think Chris said it was like figure." I think yeah. Creative, yeah, 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 yeah. Suits, I think yeah. they do custom. I don't know. You yeah. know there might be other places think, as well, um, but they do snug? custom suits. Yeah, custom suits. But I you shouldn't have to yeah. go to that level of effort. I I, I didn't know no, that was a problem. I was going to say, but yeah. yeah, you shouldn't have to go. I need to get something custom made, which should be readily available. Totally off the shelf. Yeah, I mean, sorry, God. No, I was going to say, but at the same time, if you're looking at big brands who are always going to tailor to the mass, tailor to the mass, yeah, and then you look at the percentage of like as we've said a few times, I think it's like seventy thirty worldwide men to women. So if they go, there's only 30% of that and only 2% of that 30% is this size, Mm. why are we going to make it and put it out everywhere? Yeah, I mean, the sizing thing is definitely definitely a problem, like a a barrier, again, as you say. But I think, you know, men's bodies vary as well. And I think the real... What did I call us? The other, someone called us the new Morecambe and Wise the other day. I said it was more like the more food and unwise. <laughs> I won't comment on who's who. It's <laughs> clearly obvious. I'm the unwise. Yeah, well, I mean, the thing that really kind of gets me worked up about the wetsuit brands is like some of them have been very, very slow to get like the full range of like winter suits for women and that one really gets me like even more so than size yeah when you're like trying to buy a winter wetsuit and there's a brand you really like and they don't even have a hooded six mil yeah you're like that really is frustrating because you're just thinking what do women not surf in the winter like Mm. what kind of there's like a huge assumption there yeah no i I I came across that actually and it was it was an eye-opening moment i ordered a load of wetsuits for a surf school and it was premium suits in that order for the team riders, if we want to call them that. And <laughs> the, I, I want to say who, but the, um, yeah, the premium version of that suit, you know, the most flex, stretch, dry and quickest, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I was shocked to discover they didn't do a women's version of that. Yeah. So that is unreal. It's so frustrating. I mean, and it's like you mentioned catering to the masses, which like I can understand, but then at, at a certain point, like a business does have to have the values of like, we want this to be, yeah. you know, accessible to everyone. And that should kind of like trump the, that, that's you know, what the demand I mean with, or whatever. With somewhere like that, you know, custom wetsuits, if they're making them, like go with them because the the big companies obviously yeah. don't care enough to, yeah. <laughs> like 
it's one of those things. If the big companies don't care enough to support you at the start of it, yeah. when surfing, when women's surfing becomes massive and it's all levelled out <laughs> right. and even, and then they go, oh, we've got all women's sizes we care now. now. You just go, Do you know what? <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah. you. You didn't yeah. care about it in the beginning. You can get lost now. <laughs> totally. I totally agree. I, but I think there are some, I mean, going back to the size thing, I think there are some brands that do a little bit better so i actually am not speaking from experience this is just what friends have told me and i'm not like affiliated with surface or anything like that but surface does have like a really wide range of like you can get a 10 short or like a you know like so different like length because i've got tiny little limbs and like i need custom suits that have like shorter limbs okay you know and like so so if if you want to get get surface (laughs) wetsuit you could use a discount code code uk surf show 23 Lined you up for that one. (laughs) You lined us straight up. (laughs) Thanks for that. I was actually paid to say (laughs) that. (laughs) Yeah. So I know know their sizing is brilliant. And I I found the wetsuits as well. So I normally get an, I think it's a something tall. Two, yeah. Two two times tall, whatever. Five. Yeah. Will you fuck off? (laughs) (laughs) And just uh yeah so i always find the the length of them and i've had them before when i just find like they're a bit short in the arms or the legs and the surface ones seem to fit really the surface ones not that there's too much but they seem like they you know when you first put them on they feel like really tight surface suits and then after a couple of times they feel like they've stretched out into your body a kind bit of better. like mold to yeah. your body yeah <laughs> yeah and that's that's what i like in, okay. yeah, in yeah, my nice. life Good. but yeah I'm like a like, hug in the surf yeah um, it's rare for God, me to get a hug, you know. Do you know it was actually oh, something I wanted to. Oh, this is again the other podcast. You know what that is? It's my violin. I wanted to ask you um, about. I think we spoke about this the other day with someone. I should treat you or any other female in the lineup. Exactly as I would any other dude. No, say. completely false. Mitch. No, no. Oh, no. Damn. I oh, should well. get special treatment. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, of course. Should be yeah. Exactly the same. Yeah, right? yeah. And where was I surfing? I can't remember where I was surfing. It doesn't really matter. But I will give. Not that I snake people and take waves or anything at all. I'm not good enough <laughs> to be doing that. If I, and if I was good enough, I would. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not. <laughs> but I will purposely give more room or give up less waves, even if I've got priority for females mm. than I will for dudes. Mm. I think it's that more subconscious or I need to, you know, mm. but actually I should just be like, fuck off. <laughs> I've got the shoulder. Yeah. I, would. I mean, I would, I totally see where you're coming from, but I would say if it's coming from a place of like fear of, of like, Oh, I don't want, you know, mm. to be, to look like an asshole or whatever, then get rid of that kind of mentality. But if, if you're coming from a place of like, oh, this is the only woman in the water and, you know, she might feel a bit outnumbered and, mm. you know, maybe I'll just hang back so she can get this chance. Like, I don't, I'm not going to say everyone needs to treat women differently, but I don't think there's anything like really terribly wrong with that. Like when there's kids in the water, like little groms, I always give them waves because I'm yeah. just like, you know, I, I just, this is awesome that you're out here surfing. I just want to, you totally, know, go yeah. for it. You want to kind of like cheer them on. So I would, I mean, I don't think anyone should feel obligated to do that. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, I wouldn't say like, that that's like a terrible, terrible mindset to have. To people. You know I'm mean? really good like that. <laughs> you, you always give waves I, to people. No, I am. No, no, I'm, I'm more than <laughs> happy to. I, I don't want to smash my board. I don't want anyone to get injured either. So yeah. if somebody's going, 
and I'm sort of like 50-50 or maybe I'm a little bit deep I don't know I'll, I'll let him go but as long as he catch yeah. it I'm, I'm giving maybe two attempts and yeah. then I say no, no, that's, that's it you know I've gave away enough times yeah. but I don't mind you know I'm there to yeah. enjoy it same as everyone else but, but at the I same do, time yeah, yeah. No, I know sorry I know what you mean about the special treatment thing because I like I was surfing the wave recently and um, it was the expert turns and some guy where you know you queue up and you're like all rubbing shoulders and you kind of like try and (laughs) have an awkward chat with the person next to you and some guy was like oh your turns are really good and i was like i the undertone there was like for a girl like you could just feel that he like he wouldn't have just said that to some bloke who was who was sat there next to him like i did kind of know he was like i wasn't expecting much from you but there you go (laughs) do you know what i mean so i i do and you get that like for a girl thing a lot for sure like so i mean that it doesn't feel great i think when you how do you deal with that or do you just kind of move on? How do you, yeah, you got to just like laugh and crack on. I mean, this is another thing we're like constantly telling the women is like, you got to get really good at just like laughing at yourself if you want to get good at surfing, because it's just like, you're going to look like an idiot for a long time. And mm. if you don't have a sense of humor about it, you're just not yeah. going to go very far. You know, you've got to just take it all in, in your stride. In life and, and every, every level yeah. of life. But, you know, I'd yeah, be responding exactly. with, well, your tons aren't very good for a man. <laughs> <laughs> then I, you could I use think, that over and over. I, think one, um, I might start using friend, that. <laughs> I think my friend Zoe said as well, she gets in the water and she's had it multiple times without asking blokes telling her what she should be doing. Like unsolicited advice. Yeah, unsolicited yeah. advice of what she should be doing. I mean, I wouldn't give any advice to anybody of what they should be doing, man or woman anyway. Yeah, if they didn't yeah. ask for it, I'd just be like, you yeah. do you, I'll do me. I, I Look at me, I'm struggling enough to surf myself, let alone tell anyone else what <laughs> they should be doing. But if the topic's on cheerleading, Pete's your man. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm all there, I'm all in. I'm all in. Yeah, I was, yeah. Ballet would have been better because I could do a pirouette or something <laughs> like that, you know, and uh, I'd be well away. Talking about the surf school, how big is yeah. your sort of... I think clientele seems a bit clinical. Your yeah, members. yeah. We have about two hundred women in our WhatsApp group, so okay. if that kind of gives you a little bit of a rough idea, ping, 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 ping. Oh my god! Not leave. quite. <laughs> I know. I think some people have left because of all the messaging, because <laughs> it, it is a lot. But we kind of try and use it just for like lesson updates okay. and like people. The thing that's really good about it actually is people will be like, "Oh, I'm thinking about buying this board." Like what do you guys think? And, and like, it's a way to ask for advice uh, yeah. and people feel, seem to feel really comfortable doing that, which is exactly what we want, you know, because back to that, like whole knowledge building thing, <laughs> bless you. Let it out. Yeah. I think, well, I think a lot of women have found it helpful to have a place yeah. to like ask questions basically. Okay. But, um, but yeah, so we run a women, a weekly women's surf club. So that's just like an after work kind of lesson. And then when the clocks go back, it's one every weekend. And we usually get like fully booked for us is 16. And that's with two instructors. We don't really like to have many more than that. And we get close to that most weeks really. Um, And then we do like different kind of like workshops on the weekends. We'll have like what we call surf academies, which is like two full days of like really for people who want to get like really into in depth, like learn a lot in a short period of time. We'll do that. And then um, like different events and the podcast and stuff like that. So um, yeah, I mean for, I was just going to ask you a question about what you were saying then. Um, Do you find as the women go through the groups of like learning and they start to get better, 
that all of that falls away and they're just happy to go out surfing then or is it what i mean by that is it is it an initial thing that people have the fear and then once they get into it mm. they're like oh, actually it's not as bad as i thought or do you find it stays within a group yeah i mean that's a tricky one because as you yeah tricky question only because like surfing is one of those things where you never you never stop learning yeah. so you get you can oh, get someone well, I mean, so like when they get to the point where they're standing up and catching waves catching green waves yeah do they does that this do you see that disappear a lot more and quicker or is it still maintained the same yeah well i see what you're saying so like what i was going to say is you get someone past the beginner stage and then they're comfortable in the white water maybe on their own but then if they want to then learn how to go out back mm. then you're kind of almost like at square one yeah if you get me because again that's like another intimidating yeah. step to take so we have had a lot of women who have like been with us for like the full year that we've been running year and a half and they've gone through the whole they're like nailing the pop-up they've mastered the white water and now they're like oh i really want to like try going out back and it's all the same barriers again yeah. and then you paddle out with them and you start pushing them into green waves and you like kind of welcome them out into the lineup maybe like introduce them to your you know male friends who are yeah. like also out in the lineup and kind of like try and get them to feel like they're part of the community and then so that's like green waves then say you want to start surfing like slightly more challenging waves, which to be honest, we haven't really, the people we've been teaching haven't quite got to that level yet, but I'm hoping like, you know, give it a year or two. And instead of just like pushing people into gr their first green waves, we'll be like taking them out to like beaches where there's like a more critical takeoff or like mm. there's a more like designated, like taking off point and you know, like yeah. lineups that, cause there are definite beaches where people feel more comfortable than others. Like yeah, I can sure, think yeah. of, a few in in Pembrokeshire where people are like, oh, I never surf there because the the like lineup really intimidates me. Yeah. So I guess to answer your question, it's like there's always something else to kind of be afraid of if you <laughs> yeah, get me. Yeah. And it's helpful to have someone who can like guide you through that whole process. And you just push yeah. them like make them drop in on the best surfer in the lineup just to condition them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Call that's them a out. good. Actually, yeah, that's a really good. Uh, if you announce your arrival. <laughs> Yeah. Well, we really are here <laughs> <laughs> like just put someone in the worst position they can be in and then once they survive it then they won't be afraid of it anymore yeah, maybe we should try now? that like <laughs> exposure <laughs> therapy kind of thing. do you ever find yourself as a surf instructor giving unsolicited advice to people in the, the water <laughs> no i mean i Lies. don't think so <laughs> i can see it i can see it on your face male or female <laughs> No, I actually really actively try to avoid that. But you brought up that point about unsolicited advice and it got me thinking that I don't know if you've ever gone to like a climbing wall. This is like the example that I always use to kind of like compare surf culture to other sports. But if you like go bouldering, for yeah. example, and you're like standing, you'll find people just like standing there staring at the wall and then a really experienced climber will come over and like two people will like work together to solve, they call it a problem, yeah. I guess. And, and there's definitely an element of like, oh, you, you look like you have no clue what you're doing. Like, <laughs> let me show you, yeah. which we totally don't have in surfing. And mm. I almost wonder if maybe there should be more of that of like, yeah. oh, you, you look like you're struggling rather than being like, get the hell out of here. Mm. Maybe unsolicited advice like maybe it isn't the worst thing in the world but then you do get into tricky territory because it's really easy to be like oh it's because i'm a woman or yeah i think you know the terminology I mean? might be part of the problem there unsolicited advice it makes it sound like people are telling you what you should yeah. be doing whereas actually in a lot of instances it's probably with the absolute 
best intentions. Right. And there's a way to go about it, isn't there? Yeah. That you're not, you don't seem like you're like protecting your waves yeah. from other people, but you're like, oh, here, like, come, if you sit over here, you know, mm. you're a little bit too far out on the shoulder. Why don't you come sit over here and, and catch, you know, this is where the peak is. Come sit over yeah. here. I don't think. I would like to see a change in surf culture where we do more of that, but I, I don't know how to go about it without it seeming like... And you've also got that problem you know, if someone gives you advice and you've just seen them surf and you think, you're like <laughs> better than them. Yeah, that's <laughs> definitely... Because there's a big thing in surfing about yeah. being better than people, isn't there? And I, I, yeah. I'm not really one for being better than people because the way I see it, <laughs> most people are better than me at surfing. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's really like, it's just something that I enjoy doing. But yeah. there's, I know, especially with like younger ones and I'd say short borders, that, um, <laughs> that there's a lot of uh, Ooh, how they man. do their turns and stuff like that. You know, there, there is a lot. Of, there is a lot of it. And oh it yeah, like how on. much spray? Have yeah, you, yeah, and all that like sort totally of stuff. So like, if you see someone cool do something that you think I can do better than that, and yeah. then the next minute they're saying, "Oh, you want to set over there?" You're like, "Yeah." You? <laughs> yeah. I have to make a comparison <laughs> as well because you mentioned. Uh, climbing walls and uh-huh. surfing and I can't say any more than this but I recently surfed a climbing wall <laughs> I and I would love more information <laughs> I cannot talk about it publicly but that <laughs> happened and you'll see soon <laughs> you can't talk about it publicly because it's about to be released possibly ah okay Pretty cool I'm quite intrigued. Mm-hmm. It might be out by the time this comes Nah, out. it's not. Well, it could be, yeah. You've piqued In that my case, interest. No, I'm, not <laughs> I'm not doing it. I can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, moving it back, do you find some of the women have got more comfortable to be able to go out and surf themselves just through, you know, the sort of time and experiences you guys are giving them? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like the best thing, it's a funny... Like, it's funny when your job, like, the goal of your job is to get people to, like, not need you anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like, we're yeah. the best thing. It's not is the when... best business uh, model. <laughs> it's like marriage. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like marriage, isn't it? <laughs> and that goal of marriage, yeah, I'm to not need you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> is that how it's been with you two? Pete's been in. <laughs> but yeah like the best thing in the world is is when you paddle out and someone that you've taught mm. is out there surfing on their own like that is that is a really good feeling so you and do, do kind of like guys hope would for scale that. up oh yeah do you know what we talk about this all the time like we i think for us if we wanted to do this full-time because we both have like careers like that we do on the on alongside okay. like it's not our full-time I like the thing. way that you nearly said careers on the side of this so yes. this isn't on the side <laughs> of the career <laughs> i was trying to work out which is which <laughs> i'd say this is probably on the side at the moment but i don't know i think in order to do it full-time we would have to rearrange the way that we do things to the point where it wouldn't be in alignment with our values anymore. And what I mean by that is like, you do see surf schools like heavily catering to tourists, taking out huge Mm. groups, like really high turnover, not taking the time to like really educate their students and like, and then charging loads. And like one of the things that we really pride ourselves with is like, this is accessible, like from a financial point of view as well. And so I don't know whether we actually are that interested in scaling up because really we feel like the best way to serve our community is kind of like to keep it at a grassroots level. And so I don't know, I mean, maybe in the future, but I, we would never like kind of sell our souls, I guess, if you get me to, (laughs) in order to do that. Um, but yeah, but then at the same time, I guess you're kind of like, Oh, if you had more capacity, you could teach more women and there's that whole thing. But one thing we've been really enjoying is actually like, 
the the podcast as well and that that sort of side of things because it's um that was going to be my next question yeah go on (laughs) (laughs) i was going to say so how how did that then go from the surf school into becoming a podcast yeah like why does a surf school start a podcast like what i know (laughs) what you mean yeah no it's just like how what was the what was the transition where you went from surf school women's surf school actually you're going to start women's podcast was it a natural transition or was it just something you one day went i want to do that yeah well i guess a bit of both um you know we were talking about barriers like psychological barriers and one of the things that we noticed is like women kind of don't think that surfing is for them Mm. and one of the ways that we thought maybe you could combat them is like giving female surfers who are like really inspirational and doing really cool things like some kind of platform to share their stories so that other women see like oh this this is for you because like what's your ratio for guests of like men to women like would you Uh, say it is like predominantly men i worked this out not long ago so um it was more or less 70 30 when i worked it out so it's more or less in standing with what (laughs) the the actual 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 statistics are but i think now we've had we've definitely had more male guests recently not through it's not by design no no i wouldn't have women to come on a lot of the time i've had i've Two women that I've asked that I can think of off the top of my head have seen the message and not even replied. And <laughs> a, a few more that I've asked have not even responded or seen the message. It's just like, it's just like you know, when it's not seen or anything, it's just yeah. lying there in the message box. Well, so a lot yeah. of our guests are based on just what the listeners ask for. So, you know, yeah, we come yeah. somewhere where we don't know. I know you can peek him up to Scotland. You don't know anyone, yeah. And I'm just going off of obviously people I know, and then going right. Who who should we have on? Who's like a local legend that we yeah. we wouldn't know about? Yeah. And I so I guess it's kind of based on what the listeners are asking for. And if it happens yeah. to be you know a man or a woman, it's not by design. It's just because that's who people said. So it's yeah. quite a. And I think you you were from. So I obviously we'd had Yvette and Sally on before, and yeah. then I spoke to you, and you were doing the thing at the wave, and I yeah. came up the wave and spoke to you there. So that's How it's, this it's that way. Yeah. What's but, your yeah. issue? What's, yeah. <laughs> it's my fault. I'm here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> so I mean, that's like totally understandable. That that's kind of like naturally how it happens. I think what we've like been very intentional about is like choosing our guests not based on surfing skill alone like Agreed. Uh, so that's something that i think is really important to like we've had like which is not to say that they're not skilled surfers but that's not the first thing that we look at like by yeah. any means when we're choosing who we want to have on the show like we want we're looking at like where, what it, where is mainstream surf culture like not covering and like there's so many cool yeah. stories to uncover if you just look a little bit harder, Absolutely, you know, yeah. and just dig around a little bit. So like we had um, Sarah and Dixon from Surfability and I know you guys talked to Ben from Surfability, um, but it was really cool. Like she is not like the face of Surfability by any means, but like she was so integral to like so many of the projects that they yeah. have going on. Mm-hmm. And like she had so many stories to tell and so many insights. And, um, you know, we've spoken to, there's a woman who like sailed around not the whole world, but part of the world with her partner. And she's a surfer and a marine biologist. And she's just like a local woman who like, she was really cool to talk to. And even though she would kind of like call her partner, like the captain of the ship. So like you would assume like, Oh, let's go talk to the captain, whatever. Lou had so many great stories to tell. Like (laughs) we're really 
trying to kind of like almost find like the untold yeah. stories, I guess. Of, of we couldn't agree more. Yeah. That's what we think as well. Because yeah. while it's amazing to be able to, I guess, have the pool to get big names, people yeah. have heard the stories before for the most part. Yeah, and also, exactly. It's kind of same old, same old. But when it's people like ordinary people doing amazing things. Yeah. Like it's so... It's relatable really to people cool. they're like oh my god that's such a cool thing that they're doing or or you know a cool story you wouldn't have heard yeah. before yeah. and how cool is it when it's like a passion project like you can yeah. really feel yeah. people's love for it versus when it's like their full-time job and they're like the i don't know head of firewire or something and like yeah no there's a massive difference be, isn't it and yeah. it's, i think it's it's infectious when people are genuinely passionate about what they're talking about as opposed to totally, telling you yeah. it's my job to and tell you how yeah, annoying yeah. is it when you have someone on and then you go to release the episode and realize there's another podcast with them on being released exactly the same time <laughs> Have you had that yet? Well, it depends when you guys release your Adam Williams episode. Because <laughs> <laughs> we did a little bit of like a Shaper series, like for Welsh Shapers, and he's ah, one of them. Right. So, but we'll t- we'll work yeah, it out. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know that. That was brilliant. <laughs> yeah, no, I haven't really had that yet. Oh, I mean, wait till you have that. It's brilliant. Yeah. We did one with someone. We did. We, we recorded one with someone, and uh, they they said to us. Oh, yeah. Well, I've got another one coming out this week as we were about to release it. And we went, right, we'll put that one back then. Which, yeah. which yeah. makes it sound harsh, yeah. but it's a bit like, I don't know, if, if you watch the NFL on, uh, <laughs> on, on ITV, right? Yeah. You wouldn't then go watch it on Sky Sports because you've seen it. You know, right, so, yeah, and I actually, a lot of the questions yeah. they might not be posed the same, but the subject matter is going to be really similar. Yeah. So that's why we, you know, personally just try and avoid. So we just leave it a little bit of time. Yeah. Although um, I will say, like, with podcasts, it's cool. Like, I mean, we're going to hopefully release this episode on both of our podcasts. I think that's really cool because, like, you don't listen to one podcast and then say, that's, I have complete loyalty no, to this yeah, one oh, podcast. Yeah, I'm never yeah, going to yeah. listen to the other one. Oh, yeah. But, like, and then again, like, I'm I'm would assume I actually asked really different questions than you guys because like I was really interested in his sister series because he has like a series of boards shaped specifically for women so we like went really nitty-gritty into like the specifics of like shaping boards for women which like again is why I think it is kind of important to have not only female guests but Mm -hmm. female hosts as well and like female voices in surf culture and just any industry like as a whole because you do kind of like bring a different perspective and actually something that i have thought about is like should the podcast be only interviewing female guests or Mm. should it be just like a general surfing podcast that kind of like happens to be hosted by women because i do sometimes worry that like you know we we these women's groups which there's been like four that have popped up in wales just in the past year like women's surf groups i do kind of worry sometimes that they we like are isolating ourselves and it goes Mm. back to that whole thing about integration that we were talking about And like we get men asking us all the time, you know, like you mentioned the event we held at the Wave. That was like a live podcast event. We've held like speaking events. Women's only event. This is exactly the problem that we face. Also, it's association sort of. Yeah, yeah, assumption. We really struggle with that. Like, it's really important to us that men engage with us and like come to our events and come and support these women and like. But stay out the lineup. (laughs) (laughs) No, bitch, you missed the point. I thought that's what you said verbatim. (laughs) That's going to be the one soundbite that's taken out of this episode. (laughs) Back to the studio. no everyone belongs in the lineup (laughs) yeah no we got so many messages though before that event with people asking can men come and i totally understand where that question's coming from because if a man asked can i come to your women's only surf session i'd say well like only if you kind of like identify as a woman then you're very welcome to come so that there is like 
some of the things we do are designed specifically for women, yeah. but then our events are like, they are for everyone. And I, it's really hard. We've really struggled to get the word out about that. But like, if you think say. about it, like everyone should be interested in, in the stories that these women are sharing, like yeah. just because they're women, it's not only interesting to other women. So I don't, I, I don't know exactly where we've gone wrong there, but we, I was just going to say, I was just thinking of that. If you, if you're running a women's only club yeah, and then you want men to come to the events, yeah. How do you do it? How, yeah, because that's good like saying, question. Oh, like <laughs> this is a men's only club, but when we've got an event on, we want the women to come to it. It's like yeah. that's the other thing. I don't see a lot of men only clubs in the. I don't know of yeah. any. I actually I know no, one. One surf sanctuary, surf sanctuary because they do a men's mental health club, which they run once a week. Yeah, but I've, I'm unaware of any other club in the UK that is men only. They're, they're do you mean well for surfing them. or for for surfing? For not yeah. for any, anything in general. I'm sure there is. I mean, I have like two kind of responses to that. One is like every day is men's surf club. Like when you go out <laughs> in the lineup, you know, like you, you talk to people who've been surfing their whole lives and like it's very much like an old boys club going back like years and years and years. Like we have a Pembrokeshire surf club in, in Pembrokeshire, which is run by a group of guys who are like such lovely guys, but they grew up surfing together like years and years ago. And, um, like, it's just, they're just a bunch of mates. Like, yeah. and, you know, I don't know if you're, like, new to surfing and you are a woman, if you would feel, like, I don't know. <laughs> you wouldn't really see yourself in that club. But then we have Pembrokeshire Women's Surf Society, which has come up. And now those clubs have merged. And I think you really see, like, a more equal mix of people at the events now that that has happened. But, but equally, yeah. in 15, 20 years' time, that group of Pembrokeshire Women's Surf Club, yeah. they'll be the old sweats in the lineup causing that exact <laughs> yeah. same problem. I mean, I guess the hope really is that all the women's groups will become obsolete <laughs> one day, you know, and you yeah. won't need them anymore. And like, it's just at this moment in time, like an, a corrective to mm. like a really male dominated lineup. But then what you said about men's clubs, like, you know, men faced unique challenges for sure that women don't face. Like, you know, you have, you just said, you just brought up a mental health group. And like, I actually don't think there's anything wrong with groups that are designed for men you know if they're focusing on something an issue that is like specific to men or unique to them or you know it's like women find it really easy to build community like this is generalizing now but like we're very chatty we're very like open and and I think some men kind of like struggle to maybe to like express their emotions and be vulnerable yeah. and if there's a men group Don't that's like <laughs> <laughs> everyone except for you Pete. <laughs> you know if you had a group that was kind of like for that purpose then fair play like yeah. no one's it's just like I think people have to realize that we're not creating these women's groups because we don't want to be around men we're yeah. creating the women's groups because it's just like one uh, group that we feel is like important yeah. to just overcome one specific problem which is that surfing's really male dominated I think that's a really I, great point actually as I well. think yeah. the reason like I think the reason we have questions about it as well is, I like love I that said, you do it's because we don't I, I don't have a problem with it I don't have a problem with women in the lineup and yeah it's but I've never looked at that from the woman's side of it of looking mm -hmm. like oh it's intimidating I think myself paddling out into when I've when I've been surfing the times I've been on my own and I paddle out and I don't know anyone out there it's intimidating that way as well so I can yeah. only imagine the similarities there yeah but yeah, I think the reason we've got so many questions is because, as we've talked about it before, it makes no difference if you're a bloke or a woman in the lineup. It doesn't matter what you are, who you are. 
If yeah. you're surfing, you're surfing. That's it. That's all you see. Totally. I, I just like see it's... someone else that's going to take my wave off me. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, what? what's under yeah. the wetsuit hood? I'm just yeah. like, yeah. they're going to take my wave. <laughs> yeah. And and assholes are assholes. Exactly. You know, and you nice people everywhere. are nice people and you do get them everywhere. But I do think it's like, I just want to say, because I feel like it's important, that there aren't many women who, who like just assume that all surfing men are like sexist pigs. It's mm. like, that is not... There's a lot, always I th- that assumption. I think it comes across like that sometimes yeah. as well. I do like what you were saying, and I do think that comes across like exactly what you said. That yeah, um, I, I don't mean, know if you feel it like yeah, it's not attacked. I don't know what the word is like it, judged. Yeah, it might I, be judged because it's kind of like how much mm. you're quite free flown in what you want to say. And I think we're both sat here like I'm um, trying to prod my way through a minefield and not stumble <laughs> oh, no. and not have an honest... Does it feel really uh, uncomfortable no, for you guys to talk about it? It can be uncomfortable. This isn't uncomfortable, but it can be uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, just because you, you don't, obviously you don't want to offend, but equally, if you've got an opinion, you want to share it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's tricky. Well, it? I feel like the only way that anyone can like have an honest conversation about it is is just by asking questions and like... I know there are people who will get upset if you mm. kind of say the wrong thing, but Holly oh. and I are like very intentional about not being that way yeah. and, and yeah. just kind of like... It's like, yeah, because yeah, this comes from a place of just purely questions of what we're thinking. Yeah, I know, it's great. We came in with no like agenda and I know <laughs> there'll be someone listening to this who'll be raging at it because we yeah. either we haven't asked something or we've asked you something that we shouldn't have asked you, which is mm. uh, yeah, is going to happen, but... Go easy you know. on him, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you only asked one good question. <laughs> I forgot. I haven't been tallying, but there's been uh, a few have, good don't questions. You <laughs> no, don't worry. You'll tell me all about it all it's the way too, <laughs> So I, I got a question for you guys. I'm wondering if oh. you have like a favorite conversation that you've recorded or like one oh, that's this one, definitely. 100% right now. Me too. Assuming we're press <laughs> record. <laughs> yeah. I, I, ne- I never did that with Ben Skinner and not press record. Um, oh no. <laughs> did you have to just reenact the whole conversation then? Pretty much. Pretty much. And it's funny because I could see it on, like, we kind of sat like this, I guess, and I could see him looking at Sweaty. whatever this contraption is. Oh, and I knew no. something was up. And he sort of went like that to stop Ben, but he let him finish the whole sentence before going. <laughs> I'm a dick. I'm not recording. He <laughs> <laughs> was so. Um, I haven't done that. My, my, I think my one's favourite ones were everything before Mitch joined. <laughs> um, that was really good fun. Then yeah. I've no got to say, guys, problem. the quality has really declined since Mitch joining. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely. I'm just literally just going to play that bit later. <laughs> <I love> it. <laughs> but no, it's, um, I, I think personally, was speaking to people like from. Um, North Shore film because like I grew up watching that and speaking to like some of the actors from that. Yeah, wait, who did you speak to? Uh, I haven't listened had, to those ones. Yet. So <gasps> sorry, yeah. So we've, had, oh. we've had Turtle, John Philbin, uh-huh. who was also in um, Point Break as well. Yeah, um, Rick Kane and Chandler, and Chandler was the best one because Gregory Harrison. I should say his name. I, I just still refer to them as. Characters. as the characters yeah, the yeah. characters they played and Gregory Harrison at the end of it engaged this is for all your listeners and he just went go ahead go shred <laughs> <laughs> just losing your mind yeah. so was that that was filmed in the UK wasn't it uh, or is no, that the North one I think was the uh, Hawaiian one it was oh, I'm thinking it's when him. The guy from Arizona goes, it's like 80, it's before you were even born. <laughs> I, was gonna, I haven't actually watched it, but every time my dad watches a surfing movie, he calls me and he's like, Laura, you got to watch this movie. you got to watch 
blue juice or whatever and i never <laughs> watch them but i get them all confused the, the, the producer of that as well director producer of blue juice came on as well oh nice see He's i should go nice. back and watch them seems a bit different i was not really thought about this this before but if you say your favorite one was the one where you came on and were interviewed <laughs> that's what you were gonna say wasn't it, it was. of course it wasn't but now that you mention it that'd be awesome no. <laughs> i would respect that. my favorite one was actually having mates on you know people that you really know really so you don't find that weird like interviewing your friends it's not like a, no yeah like, well it's just I, a chat isn't it this is quite it's laid just back a chat. It's just yeah holding a microphone but to yeah. be able to like alex mason like turbo lizard uh, and and distinctly average and water surf photographer in yuki we had him on and <laughs> army surfing and my good mate swanee you know just Sebastian yeah. having proper mates on yeah, and yeah. helping to tell their story because I think for individuals it can be hard to talk about yourself but yeah. then suddenly you've got somebody in the room that knows that person really well and you, you can, can ask good questions yeah as you well can then direct more I think better yeah. so for me yeah just have my mates on because yeah, then yeah. it doesn't feel like well, it's not that this is work. <laughs> yeah. But it doesn't feel, you know, it doesn't, it just it's feels like just having a chat. Yeah, it's not forced and it's yeah. fresh. I think that's for me anyway. I but like, yeah. I like the, also the episodes where you get, like, I've had a couple of bits then and I'm like, I never thought of it like that, you know, like where mm. you, you hear something and you're like, oh, that makes sense. Mm. Or someone will tell you about something about surfing and something else will click and you'll be like, oh, that makes no, sense. No, it's nice like, to hear other yeah. perspectives because I'm not one that, like if if we argue about something and and you've clearly won the argument, like in the moment I will not admit I'm wrong, but I guarantee <laughs> I will use that argument and I'll use your argument to the best of my memory. Like I'll mm. happily, if if I'm wrong, I'm like well, I'm wrong, I'm fine. I don't have a problem with admitting I'm wrong and, yeah. and and seeing another light because you can only know what you know at a time, can't you? Yeah. So yeah, it's nice to hear other perspectives and other people's opinions it's like on the whole point. Really, isn't on this, it? yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it would be boring if we all agreed. What's the What's the Welsh perspective then? I'm curious what your takes been since it's being lovely. in Wales. <laughs> <laughs> been, I mean, it's funny being here because I've normally only been in Wales for work before when I was in the army. So right. to come here and surf and just do surfing things is such a nice transition. To do realize, do you yeah. know what he hasn't said at all, honestly? What a difference a day makes. No, but it does because we surfed the first day. <laughs> oh, I surfed, I've surfed on Sunday. It was a howling onshore mess. Uh-huh. Every like, time. Eight hours later in the morning, it was glass. And then yeah, the next day, though. what did you start saying the next day? Yeah. What a difference a day. And then the next <laughs> day, what a difference a day makes. It's, true, though, it's like the swell doesn't change. It's like just somebody changes a button or a setting somewhere <laughs> at a time at night when no one can see. Do you think it's more like that here than in, than in England? Or nah. I guess Scotland. Nah, it's, it's all the equally it's all equally for me equally shit everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> just, the, the summer and the weather's been shit everywhere this year. And that's it. Yeah. It's just, what about you, though? What's, your, really what's on your one, your favourite interview you've done on the podcast? That's a really good... Uh, you won't say it. No, no, no. no. Because it was your question. So yeah, I was going to say. I can't say that about my own one. So ah, one, 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 four, one, one. <laughs> um, I got to think about that. I mean, I don't want to. We haven't done loads, so I'm conscious of of not wanting to like leave anyone out, you know, because I really yeah. loved them all. But I would say Who one did you of hate my. The most, <laughs> I am not going to answer that. No, <laughs> I definitely don't have an answer to that question. But I'd say we had one with Lou Ludington, who's the woman who sailed partway yeah. around the world. And she was just like a very good storyteller. So I think that is like my, that is my favorite when people like can tell a story and like paint a really good picture yeah. of, of like a one moment or like one experience that 
that they've had and he kind of like brings you into it and she's obviously yeah. has loads of stories because she lived on a boat for how three three years i think okay. it was or something like that and um so yeah i love i love people who can and have you got is it a favorite memory from like either an interview or something mm. to do with the show that Ooh. stands out a favorite memory from the show i mean i have to say all the live things that we've done have been really really cool so you know it's really it's nice to have a conversation like one-to-one with someone like yeah. we're in like a room like alone right now with that's like great but then when you have an audience there it's like a whole different experience and uh, like so we had the live podcast at the wave in bristol and and it was really cool because it was quite a small venue like quite a small audience yeah and people got to ask their own questions at the end and that was really cool because they were super super engaged and you know you don't often see the faces of your listeners you Fair. know like you've probably met a few of them but yeah, like well, you normally really we know. find paz looking through the window outside our respective <laughs> homes <laughs> that's your audience <laughs> just paz i saw you <laughs> <laughs> different kind of audience yeah <laughs> so yeah the basically like you know you put if people talk about social media and how great it is because it builds these communities and it's true, but it really, in my mind, like it kind of only counts or means something if you then meet up in person. So like yeah. we've built yeah. this online community through our podcast, but I don't want to, I hate messaging and I hate like, hmm. honestly, Instagram and like social yes. media. I'm like, it's really, like it's you, you're it's the same. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> I need a Mitch in my life to, to <laughs> handle that side Mitch. of things. <laughs> Once yeah. you got a Mitch, you can't <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like, yeah, just basically being able to actually meet people, connect face to face, like that to me feels a lot more meaningful yeah, than okay. just like comments on an Instagram post or whatever, you know, whatever yeah. it is. I liked, um, mm-hmm. Because obviously you're going to ask me the same question back. <laughs> tell me, tell me, Mitch. <laughs> oh yeah, well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> yeah, Ben Gravy. When we had Ben Gravy on, oh, came cool. up with it. I came up with this game 100% myself, and I didn't steal it off BBC Radio One. Uh-huh. And it was um, so. Uh, did you hear this? <laughs> no, I'm just enjoying a pizza right, eye rolls. My, <laughs> literally, it's my facial expressions throughout you talking. It's just like. <laughs> so have you heard this before? He was there, was that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this game, it was you know on Instagram, YouTube stuff. People can comment, leave a rubbish comment, can comment whatever it is. Yeah. Well, also, and I'm sure you won't know this, uh, being prim and proper uh, American <laughs> girl on porn videos, uh, you get the same comments sections at the bottom, so people can uh-huh. leave comments. Not always the same comment. Not always the no. same comment. You, you leave what you want. I'd love to try this with. My <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a bit so different. The game, as you, you the yeah. game. I went to loads of comments from Ben Gravy's uh, uh, YouTube videos uh-huh. and loads of comments from adult websites, which was a horrendous uh, experience yeah. having to find comments. Do you have to guess which is which? You had to guess. That's was it? Was it but the best thing about it was the name. So the name yeah. of the, the, the feature was uh, the comments, Ben Gravy or Men Gravy. <laughs> <laughs> it went down amazing. It was like a 50-50 when you get them right or wrong. But it was like, it was awesome. So that is, was your favourite moment, wasn't it? It was so funny. I think so it might have funny. been your favourite moment of your life, actually. <laughs> it was so funny. That is but, so great. I mean, like, what we normally ask people as well is a couple of questions. Your best wave that you can remember and your worst wipeout or worst experience (laughs) oh god okay um best wave that i can remember or best session yeah i'm trying to 
I mean, sometimes the best sessions are the ones that are like memorable because something went wrong, if you mm, know what I yeah. mean. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, I can remember one session in Morocco where I was there for about a month and it was like a really big day, uh, kind of on the borderline where I was like, yeah. ooh, is this going to be all right for me at the level I'm at? And I was like, I'm just going to go give it a go. So paddled out was just absolutely bricking it the whole time I was terrified and then I was like I the only way I'm going to get back in is turning around and paddling towards the beach and either just taking them on the head or catching one in so I was like I've just got to commit and I feel like it's just the pressure of like needing to commit yeah you actually perform quite well so I caught this like quite a nice wave I mean for me like it felt quite big rode all the way in and that was that's memorable for sure worst wipeout I mean I'm out of loads every time I go out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I mean, me, definitely. Tuesday, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean, this week or ever? <laughs> yeah, definitely a lot of like over the falls, face plants. The best is when like you know your mate is on the inside watching, watching. you yeah. <laughs> and you know that you've really <laughs> stacked it. But I can definitely think of a time, this is like definitely not an answer to your question. I'm going to tell the story anyway. I can think of like the time I've been like scared in the ocean we were um this was on a recent trip to california with me and my partner and uh we were surfing somewhere it was actually really empty really nice waves and i think it was us and like two other people out in a part of california that is like notoriously sharky okay and tristan was like i feel like it's really sharky right now. And I was like, you never say that because you're going to summon the sharks. That's the rule of them. You call them like men in gray suits or you call them anything yeah. but shark. You don't say the word shark. And then I caught a wave and went in and I was like, uh, it's kind of the tides kind of come in. It's not that great. I'm not going to paddle back out. So I was stood on the beach watching and I just see Tristan like absolutely legging it back in, paddling as fast as he can, like pointing at the beach, like don't yeah. come back out. And the first thing that popped into my mind is like, oh, he's he's definitely seen a shark. And he came out and he was like shaking. So he was really? so scared and so like <laughs> pumped on adrenaline. And a, and a shark had like swum right past him. So I was like, I've grown up. My whole life surfing California, never seen a shark before in my life. And then Tristan's out there for like three weeks and sees one. And then the next day we were in this really, really remote part of the coastline of California. And we weren't even planning on surfing, but we had our boards with us. And uh, we went on this hike and we went past a trail that said like it led down to the beach, but it said trail closed. There's an impasse. And we were like, we'll just try it anyway. And if it gets to an impasse, we'll turn around. So you walk all the way down. Turns out you had to like scale part of a cliff with a rope that someone had tied at the top yeah. to like get down onto the beach. So that's why it was impassable. And we made it all the way down and we look across the beach and there's just this like perfect right hand point break just like reeling in no one out like we would have never known that it was there never come across it and we were like oh, we need to go back and get our boards but like the day before we had just seen the shark and so we were in this like dream situation you know like you dream of that on a surf yeah. trip don't you like empty yeah. perfect wave and we were too chicken to even paddle out and surf it because we had oh, seen the shark the day before yeah it's a good move and we I didn't even yeah yeah it'll still be sat on the toilet now. <laughs> <laughs> terrified of things wow moving. but yeah I think, thank you very much for uh yeah taking thank the time you to guys speak to us if thank people want to find you guys come and get involved where can they find you yeah i mean the best place is probably instagram so we are at shaka surf underscore women w-o-m-e-n 
Um, and yeah, just send us a message for kind of one of us is always on there checking him. So. Not you though, because you love it so much. Yeah, not me. <laughs> Address Holly, please, if you message <laughs> us now. <laughs> Either of us, yeah, we're on there. And uh, if you are in Pembrokeshire, like we're always keen to just meet up and surf with people. So next time you guys come to Wales, you'll have to make the drive all the way out to Pems. Perfect. <laughs> love yeah. to. And uh, yeah. we're going to have a look now and see if we can go surfing. Yes. Woo. Yeah, with Holly. <laughs> where she actually is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. oh, thank you very much. It's been thank a pleasure. Thank you, guys. Yeah, it's been really good. Well, thanks for that, Laura. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was brilliant. It's a shame we didn't get to speak to both of them, but, you know, there's always next time. There'll be another trip to Wales, no doubt. It was a shame we didn't get to speak to both of them, but also it's almost as if We've not done this for a while, and there's a bit of a gap between both of us talking. I've not just synced it up badly. <laughs> yeah. We've got a slightly different setup. We've got new sort of system of recording, thanks to I don't even know the program we used to use. It's trying to just steal money off people. Yeah. Zencaster used to be free. Now they want all your money, so we don't use it. So yeah, yeah there's a bit of a new system happening here. But anyway, um, yeah, that, that was it was. I enjoyed that. It was actually really fun chatting with Laura. Yeah. Um, like you say, shame the whole team wasn't there. But I think you probably saw it or heard it throughout, depending on how you're watching this. Like, we kind of found ourselves at time stumbling through questions which are actually very straightforward. And if, you know, it was just me and you chatting about them, it would just be a free-flowing conversation. Yeah. But like I said at the start, it's... I feel like there's a little bit of a <laughs> since there's a bit of a war against men in the world at the minute, and and we can't do right for doing wrong. Um, and you should be able to engage, even if your opinion or my opinion is completely wrong, or left or right of field, whatever. You should be able to share it without feeling judged by sharing it. And this is a sort of topic where I think. It's easier just to not get involved, you know? Yeah, yeah, um, it definitely is. Is um, I was just going to let you t- keep talking then and see how much of a hole you could have dug yourself. <laughs> but that's exactly what I mean. It's like it's diff- like you feel like you can't say anything or you can't, you can't put a, a... Even if it's not an opinion, if it's a question, you feel like if you're going to ask the question, someone's going to give you shit for it. And, you, you know, you, you can't move forwards if you don't have the conversations and the questions. So this, that's the only way to do it. And I mean, we tried to be as like open as possible and as you know natural and normal as we normally are. We didn't go with any preloaded questions or anything like that. We just, like, as usual, wing it, faked it till we make it, see where the conversation way too goes. Much prep for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, but no, it was really good. And the surf afterwards. I mean, she is absolutely phenomenal. Surf like the waves. Look from from up the top. I can't even remember where we were. Where were we? Do you remember, Mitch? I've we were since then. suffering with dra- dragons down or yeah. Game of Thrones or something. Like, it was it was it was actually quite a big day. Um, it was, it was messy, mess, wasn't it? And it was relentless yeah. as well. It yeah. was a pretty strong rip, but it was just the three of us. Like we had the spot to ourselves, which was great. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like I, yeah, she was just on. I mean. I didn't have a lot of waves, so I had a few. Yeah. And yeah, every time I was looking, she was either coming back from one or she was on one. Like, yeah, but <laughs> she, was just she, no, about, she, but... she was that good that she was not only surfing in, she turned the board and surfed down the back of the wave and surfed half the way back out as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Completely forgot about that. Yeah, she did. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck's going yeah. on? I can't even get on a wave here, let alone. I was knackered after carrying my board all the way down there. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I, what was quite a nice insight as well was um, so she grew up surfing in um, San Diego, if you remember, which means whale's vagina. Yes. And um, <laughs> yes, yes, wine command. Yes. She didn't yes. really recognise. Yeah, she didn't really recognise the, the you know the sort of barrier a lot of women faced in surfing in the UK, but at the same time, it, it would have been the same there. Yeah. It was just that she grew up with it, and I guess if you grow up surfing, it's a little bit different, yeah. as opposed to probably like so many of us in the UK, we kind of, we get into it later in life. Yeah. So you've, you've already got a ton of barriers there, that yeah. you kind of self-induced barriers, before you realise people don't want me there. But ultimately, actually, surfers don't want anyone there it's not yeah. a case they don't want men yeah, they don't want women. just don't want any other surfers yeah. ruining the spot I I mean, think, it's quite a it's that yeah. kind of sport you know yeah. we're quite selfish yeah I, I mean I saw a post the other day about um, something saying on Instagram what's ruined surfing and I was thinking like that mindset's ruined surfing straight away just if everyone can just let go of that shit and just like go out and enjoy themselves be a much better place a much happier place and a much you know I don't know freer place in a way no, you're absolutely right. If you know <laughs> people moaning about oh, the sports are getting too busy, well, maybe, but it is what it is. So if we can, you know, if you can even start to change your mindset of rather than um, just having a go at somebody for not knowing. Laura made a, a good example of it in the episode about I think it was rock climbing or bouldering. It was, it was climbing actually. She's saying like. You know, if somebody if somebody stands there just staring at a wall, like it looks like they don't know what they're doing, and it's quite common for someone to just go ask. Yeah. And if we were to, if you were to apply that same similar principle in surfing, where you keep seeing someone screw up or getting people's wear, whatever, rather than just having a go at them, just go, just go, you know, educate yeah. them. Yeah. And then the second time, yeah, well, if they keep doing it, fair enough. Well, maybe not fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not advocating go, go kick their whatever in, but, kick you know, your teeth like, in. education is key. What is you know, that? If it's a safer, <laughs> if it's a, if the break, right, if, if the break is safer and everyone's abiding by the rules, yeah. then there's, there'd be, there would be less problems than it being an absolute free-for-all. But then that's hard to rule anyway in a beach break yeah. where it's just all over the shop, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, the whole thing's a fucking minefield, isn't it? Everything, everything you want to say, everything you want to do, every, everything. There's just a minefield <laughs> everywhere now. That's it. End of the podcast. I'm shutting up. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's been happening in your world, Peter? Uh, I don't even want to talk about that, mate. So, moving on, what's been happening in your world? I don't want to talk about that, mate. So, moving on, what's been happening? <laughs> well, um, first six days of the year, oh, starting yeah, from the first, of course. It. Every day, mate, head high plus. I mean, it was some yeah. huge days, actually. Was this, was this when you um, were um, too ill to record a podcast, but you were all right to go surfing every day, yeah? There's two things in life <laughs> where it doesn't matter how well I am, it will not stop me doing it. Surfing's one of them. The other one, you can imagine, I'll leave you to guess or ponder. But, yeah, it was well overhead every day. And to be fair, I don't think I've ever surfed more than four days five days in a row in yeah. scotland ever um i'm sure i've had a i'm sure in yuki when i've done a, an army surf trip maybe in the first two week one i had a, i swear i had a period of 13 days where we surfed every day and admittedly not every day was amazing but we got in and caught waves every day yeah um so, so to, to get, get even close to that, that like six, six days, days like double, double triple, triple sessions, sessions but on, on the doorstep, doorstep as well, well 
and uh, right, right outside. outside. And, and in fact, fact um, Emily and uh, our partner Chris came up and from any sort of show floor, Emily has. Which, which was epic to start with them. They were filming for um, Gold Witches, which, which was really cool. I made mean, a couple of cameos in that, which is mega. Yeah. Um, it was really cool to have them up in the little, um, what is it, a Bedford Rascal. You should, cool. you should change your Instagram name to Mitch, the Scottish cameo surfer. Like, just making cameos <laughs> on people in Instagram and stuff. <laughs> I know, it's annoying, because really I want to be in the content. But the problem is... I film all these massive build-ups myself to to the event of surfing. But then at the point I'm going to go surf, I can't then control the controller for the camera or the drone. So it's like huge build-up, nothing. No, I mean, I mean, we'll we'll talk about more what's going on with uh, what we've been doing and stuff on the Buy Me Coffee. Um, I'm just noticing on the corner of your screen there, nice little bit of product placement there. I don't know what you're talking no, about. No, that nice to get get sent any Red Bull, did you? Not at all. The show definitely didn't get sent a lot of Red Bull. Yeah. A ton of Red Bull, which is nowhere near you. Um, but yeah, I know. What's that about? Why did it get sent to your house? Because they contacted me. Uh, well, it's pretty simple, really. Yeah, well, uh, but yeah, it's really nice. It's nice to... Um, kind of says a lot about the show, doesn't it? Even though we've not been recording forever. Yeah. <laughs> or we've not been doing intros and outros. But like we say, it's been a, a tricky period, shall we say. Yes. And, uh, but we're, uh, we're getting there. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. You know, thanks. Oh, do you know what else? Go on. Go on. I mean... It's not necessarily surf-related, but it kind of is. Oh, here we go. You what happened in Asda or Morrison's? Go on. What happened? What? <laughs> it's just going to be Asda or Morrison's in it or something. Go on. No, nothing happened. I forgot about that. I found out a stat after that Asda thing, actually. I can't remember if I said it, but it was like I quizzed somebody about why why are you, why you is the bags the most protected thing in this store? And it told me how many how much it costs for bags that had been stolen. Yeah. Anyway, um, no, no, no. I fitted a dash cam. I went and got a dash cam for the van because somebody had ripped my bumper off the van. And I've been after the dash cam for ages and this dash cam kept up on my feet uh, Wolfbox was the brand of the company yeah and it's like you know motion sensor starts recording front camera rear camera yeah 4k display anyway I fitted it a couple of weeks ago I am genuinely buzzing and I took the footage because you can set up time lapses and record whatever you want yeah and I'm like it's that good I'll be able to use it for surf edits yeah when I'm like if we're I don't know driving to whatever there's always a nice sunset sunrise whatever else um, or, or even, even the, the beach, beach the spots it you know when yeah. you can park up at the beach I'm like yeah. that's actually brilliant so um, I reached back out to the company because I posted about it and actually I've done like an intro not an intro what do you call it a tutorial video on yeah. how to fit it I thought I'd try and get my YouTube up and um, my neighbour who's got a, a big Alsatian and I'll get you um, as I was filming the last bit, so I was filming the dash cam, filming in front, he just happened to walk in front with his dog, and his dog just laid a massive jobby right in front, so that was like the closer, that was the teaser, but I reached out to the company and said, like, people, so people would DM me loads, like, what, what is that, I've been after one for ages, so the company sent me a discount code, so Scottish Surfer, not sure what it'll get you, but it was pretty solid because I looked at it myself. Yeah, I actually hit one for the car, yeah, and we're nice. buzzing with it. So for for listeners, Scottish Surfer on Wolfbox website, and amazing bit of kit, well happy. Yeah. Yeah, and don't forget to head over to our website and there is dry robe banners and surface banners and click on them. They'll send you through and you will get a discount off surface and 
yeah gyrobes affiliate program now as well so yeah go go ahead and check them out as well so yeah that's pretty much it for today's show thanks for listening thanks for listening feels good to be back (laughs) and uh it's good to be back we'll uh catch some of you on the buy me coffee which there's more and more of you joining so thank you very much for that and uh you know maybe start doing some shout outs and stuff on here for the buy me coffee fans soon on the main show and also we're coming up to episode 100 soon so any of you listening out there any questions you want or tell us your favorite moments of the show over the past 100 episodes or 90 something that it is now and um that will be featured in the 100th episode for shizzle yeah see you later bye